I actually want to share today on our hearts. Our heart is so important. It's so important. I think we would understand that in the natural. We would all know that our physical heart, that organ that pumps blood around our body, keeps us upright, keeps us going, supplies blood to the rest of our body and all the organs so that we can function. We know that that is important. And oftentimes, yes, we do neglect it. But when we do neglect the heart, it often has devastating and debilitating effects. You see, we can see in the scripture very, very clearly, we've got two contrasting portions of scripture that are found in Mark 6 and Luke 7. And in Mark 6, verses 1 to 6, we see where Jesus' family and close friends had been offended with Jesus, what he was doing, what he was saying, and how he was living his life. They were offended with him, family and close friends. And so they hardened their heart towards Jesus. And because they hardened their heart towards him, they were unable to receive from him. Because they were unable to receive from him, their community was affected because they too were not able to receive from him. And that is absolutely tragic. Imagine having Jesus here right now and we can't receive from him. Well, the fact is we do have Jesus right now. The Holy Spirit. He went up and he said, I'm going to send you the comforter. He sent the Holy Spirit. So we have him here. So we think, oh my gosh, how foolish of the friends and the family to be offended and have a hard heart. But sometimes we can actually be doing the same thing. That's why we need a heart checkup because sometimes there's things that we don't know, but the Holy Spirit will will reveal them to us, amen? So they were unable to receive. And then we read in Luke 7, we read how a Roman centurion who had never met Jesus was from a different land, a different um, culture, different nationality. A Roman centurion actually did honor Jesus in his heart. He respected and honored him as his Lord, his own Lord. And he actually sent somebody to Jesus to say, can you pray for my servant who is sick and who's going to die? You don't need to come. I just need you to speak the word and my servant will be healed. Can you see what honour does? Can you see what a heart that is soft and open towards the things of God can do? So this Roman centurion, like I said, who didn't personally know Jesus, who maybe had not actually personally heard his words, but had heard of him already honoured him in his heart. And because of that, he received and his, his servant was healed and a community was blessed. Well, I believe in the name of Jesus at Hillsong Berlin, which is the soil which you and I have been entrusted with, that with soft hearts, hearts that are open to his truth, open to his words, open to his correction, hearts that are like that will enable us to receive from him and actually be able to bless our community also. Amen? You see, our heart for the house is so much more than what we're going to bring next week. That's part of it, but it is so much more. When you and I have a heart that honours Jesus and his word, we will create a pathway for God to do the miraculous in our community. I do believe that. I believe we are going to create a pathway for the miraculous. I believe that there's people in your world that do not yet know Jesus and you have thought to yourself, they're never going to know Jesus. They seem to be getting worse and worse, not better and better. The more you pray, the worse they get. Well, you know what? Great. Keep going for it because God's working in them. I believe the miraculous is going to happen. 
because we're going to have a heart to see the lost come home. We're going to have a heart to see those who are wandering around aimlessly, who have no plan and purpose, come into the Kingdom of God and be part of the family that we are part of. It's not a perfect family down here, that is for sure. But I tell you who is perfect, the head of our family. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, He is more than perfect. Amen? And we want to see Him be the Lord of people's lives. I believe there are going to be miracles, financial breakthroughs, yes, but also um, miracles, miraculous breakthroughs when it comes to mental health and physical health. You know, right now in Berlin, there is a three-month waiting list for people to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist. There are so many people, under 25s, are actually struggling even more so now. But I just want to encourage you, church, do we have a heart for them? We do. We do have a heart for them. We do have a heart for them. And we want to see them walking in the freedom that we've been singing about. We want to see light going into those dark areas and piercing back the darkness that is trying to come and oppress the young people. Amen? Amen? That's our heart is towards his house and towards everything being in his house can accomplish in their lives. Amen? We're not here to be on our own. It's not I love Jesus and I can't stand his church. It just doesn't go together. That's like saying I love Joyce's face, but I can't stand the rest of her. Do you know what I mean? I'm sorry you get this all together. Jesus is the head of his church and we are his body. We are his body. And hey ho, I know we, we, I just sometimes describe us as a glorious mess. We're very messy, aren't we? Doing life together can get messy, but it's a glorious mess. I would rather do life messy with you lot than not. Amen? I would, Fabi. I so would. I would, Jenny. I would, Annie. I would, Roberts and all of you. I could say that. I love you. Like, you know, I just, it's good to do life together, hey? The heart has always been fought over. Always been fought over. Right back in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, you can see how their heart was fought over. And unfortunately, they gave their heart to evil. They gave their heart away. And I think it's really important that we ask ourselves, why is the heart so important? Our spiritual heart. Well, you know, first and foremost, it's so important because it is the core of who we are and it affects our ability to see, hear and receive from Christ. It also affects our ability to see, hear, and receive from each other. It is, that's first and foremost why it's so important. Another reason why it's so important is because the real life that you and I live is internal. The real life, the real you is internal. It's not the external. The real life that you and I live is internal and it actually has an effect on the external. The internal helps us to navigate the externals, the challenges, the disappointments, the offense, the hurt, the pain. That's the internal. And in Proverbs 16, verse 32, the Bible says, he who rules his spirit is better than he who takes a city. Or we could say she who rules her spirit is better than she who takes a city. Now to take a city, you've got to be pretty fat, powerful. To be able to take a city, you've got to be pretty powerful. 
But Proverbs 16 verse 32 says, He that rules his spirit is better than he who takes a city. And you have to be very powerful to take a city. However, what the Bible is saying, it's better that you can rule your spirit than take a city. Amen? And so no wonder we're encouraged in Proverbs 4 verses 20 to 23 to guard our hearts, to protect our spirits. This is what it says in verse 20. It says, my child, God's not cross with us. He's, he loves us. It's a loving, loving, endearing way of speaking to us. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Wow. Exactly, wow. Yeah. Another translation says that out of our heart springs the issues of life. Out of our heart come the supernatural forces of life. Supernatural forces, and so often that supernatural force is inhibited because we've got so much stuff on top of it, it cannot come up and out of our lives. But that's not the life we're supposed to live. We're supposed to live a life where there is supernatural power coming up and out of us. You see, faith is a supernatural force, but fear is the opposite of it. But if our life is so full of fear, that supernatural force cannot come up and out the way it needs to be. So we have to deal with the things that are hindering us and we have to give attention and focus to those things that are going to move our lives forward. And it is found in Jesus. It's found in His Word. It's found applying His Word, living His Word. It's found being around a company of people who believe and who are going to cheer you on as well. Amen? Guard our hearts above all else for it determines the course of your life. The message translation says, keep vigilant watch, or the anointing of my husband's coming on me here, keep vig vigilant watch over your heart because that's where life starts. That's where life starts. Oh my gosh, if that's where life starts, we need to be mighty careful about how we attend to our hearts. Amen. I want to share with you a parable that Jesus spoke about. Um, and you know what? We're going to read it from Luke. But he actually, this parable is also shared in Matthew and John. So I think if this parable, this particular parable has been shared three times in the gospel, it must be important. And this parable is all about the different types of heart. And it, it actually lists four different types of hearts. And the parable talks about a farmer who is a sower. And in this context, it's God. It talks about seed being sown, which is the Word of God. And then it talks about soil, which is our hearts. And you know, back in the day, Jesus used parables. And a parable was simply an, a natural earthly scenario that Jesus could tell a story with. But it was a scenario and a story that had a spiritual meaning. But what I find very interesting is when you read the Bible is that Jesus would say parables, but it wasn't until people asked, what does that mean, that he actually gave the spiritual meaning. He spoke to those who are hungry. And sometimes we just need to be hungry. We just need to be hungry. We might hear things that we might not understand all of heart for the house, but hey, be hungry. Ask the questions. We're here to help. Everything that we do is to help move your life forward. Amen. And the disciples did that. The disciples, after Jesus had spoken about this parable, which was about uh, um, soil that was hard, 
It was about soil that had rocky ground, it was soil that was thorny ground, and then it was good soil. After he told this parable, the disciples actually then went to him and said, what do you mean? What does this mean? Explain it to us. And that's what I'm going to do, because you're asking the same question, aren't you? Yes, I thought so. Luke 8, verses 11 to 15 in the New Living Translation says, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from being saved. The seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But, but, since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while then they fall away when they face temptation. The seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message. See, everybody's hearing it, hear the message, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. And so they never grow into maturity. Well, thank the Lord, there's another soil. And this is what it said. And the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. What kind of soil do you want to be? You know what's interesting here? Is that it's the same farmer, it's the same seed. And all of those types of soil. It's the same farmer, same seed. Nothing is different and nothing is wrong with the farmer, nothing is wrong with the seed. The fruit, however, of the seed is being determined only by the soil in which it, is, which it has landed on. Every plant, every massive tree that you see now was once a seed. And the reason it grew was because of the soil in which it was planted. So if you and I want to be that soil that is going to bear much fruit. We're actually going to do it by doing the Word of God and applying the Word of God. So in the moments that I've got, we're just going to take a brief look at the different soils. So the path, the path soil, the first soil, this was a pathway. It was hard. And now you might think, oh, that's a little bit crazy. Why would the sower actually even chuck seed on the soil, on, on the hard pathway? Well, back in there, they didn't have all the agricultural tractors and such that we have nowadays. And so the sower would literally have a pouch and literally would take the seed in his hand and then throw it out. And some of it would land on the pathway, a bit like landing on the pavement out here. And what happened was that the birds would come and devour it. And you know, there is a devourer. Just like in Adam and Eve's time, where the enemy came and stole their hearts, there is still a devourer. He is going around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. That's what the scripture says about the devil. There is an enemy to your soul. There's an enemy to my soul. There's an enemy to the message that we have. But thank God in John 10, 10, we see that, yes, the devil's come to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, Jesus said, his words are that I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. Amen? That's what he's come to give us, abundant life. And you know, for those of us who know people who maybe the seed is being sown, the seed is on hard ground, I want to I put out a call to prayer for these people. 
for the loved ones that are in your world. Let's, I wanna just rally the troops to pray. We are the bride of Christ, yes, but we've got our army boots on. And part of our army gear is prayer, the warfare of spiritual intercession for people who the seed is falling onto ground and it is just being devoured. We've got a responsibility. And when we've got a heart for people, a heart for the things of God, we will we'll be stirred up in our spirits to pray for people. Amen. That's why I love this time of fasting and praying. Fasting and praying. Just pushing in, pushing in. You know, you know, an, um, an old minister from like hundreds and hundreds of years ago in England, really old, um, he basically said, nothing significant in the New Testament or outside of the New Testament was achieved without prayer. Nothing. So let's rally ourselves to prayer. Amen. The second thing, rocky soil. This rocky soil, it says it lacked moisture. It lacked nourishment. And you know, often when we look in the, in the Bible, when we see the Holy Spirit or we see water, it is indicative of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit and water. The Holy Spirit is the one that nourishes us. The Holy Spirit is the one, you know, we have rivers of living water within us. Rivers of living water because we have the Holy Spirit within us. And so he's here to lead and guide us into all truth concerning all things. And he is able to quench the thirst. He is able to nourish so that the seed does not wither up and dry because it is parched. And lacking nourishment. And I just pray in the name of Jesus that we'll be a church known for, yes, God the Father, God the Son, but also God the Holy Spirit. Amen. We've been singing it today. God the Holy Spirit. He's here and he wants to move in your life. He wants to reveal truth. You know, when we see the whole thing in the Bible where it talks about mysteries, it's not talking about a mystery that we cannot solve. It's not like a murder mystery or anything like that. Basically, when it talks about mysteries in in the Bible, it means that these are things that cannot be revealed unless the Holy Spirit reveals them to you. So we need to give the Holy Spirit room in our lives to speak to us and to reveal truth to us. Amen? Amen? The third one, thorns, and this is what we're going to major on in the next, in the next service. Because, you know, thorns, obviously this soil had fertile areas because not only could good things grow, but things that were not good, like thorns and weeds, grew up in them. But it's not all bad. Like, you know, on Friday, I actually went to the florist and bought a bouquet of flowers and some roses um, for a friend. And basically the florist, she actually um, got stabbed with a thorn. But she didn't chuck the rose away just because she got stabbed with the thorn. She just got a knife and chopped that thorn and the other thorns off. And you know what? That's what we're going to do in the next service. With the power of the Holy Spirit, we're going to chop off some thorns that are holding people back. Amen. And we're going to see the goodness of God and the beauty of God working in our lives. Amen. So in the thorny soil, it's not that that soil cannot enable anything to grow. It's just that it's crowded. It's crowded with wrong things. It's crowded with maybe things that like a rose that is nice, but it's got thorns. And some of the, some things in our lives that, you know, they're actually not devastating, 
but they're crowding. They're crowding your life and, and stopping the goodness of God. They're actually maybe stopping you from leaning into God in a way that you need to lean into him. Maybe they're stopping you from actually getting over a fence so that when everybody does come near you, they do stab their finger on your thorn. We don't want to live lives like that. We want to live lives that are open and flourishing with the goodness of God, not the perfection. We're not perfect, but with his goodness shining through us. Amen. And then, of course, the good soil, where the seed that fell on the good soil represented honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a harvest. This is not the cleverness of us. This is the goodness of God. It is the goodness of God. We are set up to win. In 1 Peter, it talks about how God has given us everything we need to live a godly life. He's given us the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Love, joy, peace. Patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. He's given us all of that. He's given us His Holy Spirit, who is a comforter, a counselor, an intercessor, an advocate. Someone who is interceding on your behalf right now in heaven. He's given us everything that we need to live this life. And if the Word of God would just find a receptive heart, it will go to work. If our hearts are receptive, it will go to work, the Word of God. But a lot of it depends on whether we trust God or not. Sometimes people have come up to me and said, I want to trust God more. My answer has always been, you know what? How do you develop trust? We develop trust with people when we spend time with them. We know who's trustworthy, who's not trustworthy when we spend time with them. So we cannot get away from actually spending time with our wonderful Savior. And who would want to? Who would want to? And I pray that today a desire will be created in your heart to hunger for Him more, to actually hunger to spend time with Him, to be in His presence. You see, when we're in His presence, He transforms us. This isn't a lifestyle course. This is life transformation. Amen. Amen. Being here today will help place you in a, an environment where his presence is welcomed. But we need to also create those spaces individually ourselves. We've got to be self-feeders. John 15 verses 4 to 8 in the message translation says, Live in me. Make your home in me, just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine, you can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. I am the vine, you are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. In Jesus' name, amen.